0: This is the year 1962, and this is the voice of Lewis Sargent, the original Huckleberry of Huckleberry Finn, which was produced by famous players Lasky in Hollywood in 1919. It is a pleasure to speak now Because Huckleberry Finn was a silent movie, yet Mr. William D. Taylor, the director of the film, was very emphatic that everything said in Huckleberry Finn was to be spoken word for word as lip readers would read your lips, and you had to be very careful as to what you said. Regressing back a few years to when I started as an actor at 10 years old, I worked with Tyron Power Sr. in a picture called The Dream of Eugene Aaron at the old SNA studio in Edendale. My first acting salary was 50 cents a day, the part of a schoolboy. We worked four days on the picture, and I received $2.50 for four days' work. And I received the extra 50 cents for turning a flip in the schoolyard in the picture. So I was the highest paid boy actor in the picture for four days. The picture bug finally bit me. I wanted to be a motion picture actor so I began to hunt the studios of Hollywood. Now in those days the casting director would come out and select his actors right on the street and I always managed to be up front when this selection began by the casting director and I did everything imaginable to attract the attention of the casting director and most of the time I was selected as one of the extras. It seemed I worked more at Fox Studio as an extra until I finally, I was selected by Sidney Franklin of Fox Studio to do a test to be one of the Fox Kitties in a series of pictures about to start there. I was fortunate and was selected as one of the Fox Kitties and placed under contract at $30 a week. And We made pictures like Jack and the Beanstalk, Treasure Island, Aladdin and his Wonderful Lamp, Alabama and the Forty Thieves, Babes in the Woods, and the Mikado. In the series I just mentioned, the whole cast were children, but makeup of mustaches and beards changed us all into adults. And some of the famous children I worked with were Virginia Lee Corbin, Francis Carpenter, Raymond Lee, Violet Radcliffe, Buddy, and Marie Messenger. Now, after we finished this series of pictures for William Fox, they disband, disbanded and released all the children. But I stayed on at Fox Studio and became the official office boy for the studio. When they needed a boy in the picture they would use me. I worked with Tom Mix and Enid Markey in and Six Shooter Andy and many other pictures that I don't recall the names of right now. I worked with such stars as William Farnham and Barra and many more. One day the uh, head of the studio, Saul Wurzel, called me into the office and told me I was being considered for a role in a picture called Huckleberry Finn. But they were testing other boys for the part also. I made the test along with about ten other boys and finally we were eliminated down to two. so we'd have to take another test which we did and I was finally selected and chosen to be Huckleberry Finn. Can you imagine how elated I was here or here on office boy to a movie star. Now there was a big catch though and that was the salary they offered my mother for me to do Huckleberry Finn. They offered $35 a week to my mother for me to do the part. They told my mother how famous I would be with all the publicity and also a motion picture star. Well, my poor mother wasn't a big, uh, good businesswoman, and she signed the contract for me to do the picture for thirty-five dollars a week. Now the picture only took one month. William D. Taylor was selected as my director. A wonderful wonderful supporting cast was chosen for the picture. It took one month to make the picture. But it took them one year to cut and release the picture, and in the meantime I wasn't doing anything. So I asked Paramount Studios to give me a job as an office boy, which they did. My salary as office boy was $16 a week. When they did release Huckleberry Finn all over the nation, I finally became known as Huckleberry. I received lots of fan mail from everyone, from all over the world. It was quite thrilling. I made personal appearances with the picture and it was wonderful while it lasted. But no one came forward with another picture and I needed money. So I asked Paramount to give me a job as office boy again, which they did. And besides still getting fan mail for myself, I also took care of Ethel Clayton's fan mail and sent out her pictures with mine. And generally they would send uh, 25 or 50 cents in the mail, and Ethel Clayton let me keep the all the money that came in the mail. I will say one thing. I was a good office boy. All you had to do was to ask for it, and I would get it. Paramount finally decided to make another picture with me and selected Judge Ben Lindsay, the famous juvenile judge of Denver, Colorado, to support me. Also, Esther Ralston and Bud Collier, Jr. The name of the picture was called The Soul of Youth. And again, William D. Taylor was again selected as my director. I was called into the office to talk about salary by Charlie Arton, the head of the studio. Now, my salary as office boy then was $16 a week. So Charlie Arton, who was in charge of the studio, offered to give me $40 a week to do the part. I would like to say, if I may... And I may regress a bit. They paid me 40, thirty-five dollars a week to to make Huckleberry Finn, and incidentally, the picture I was told grossed three and a half million dollars. So when Paramount offered me this time forty dollars a week to do the picture, I said no. I wanted more money, a better salary. So I no, no, negotiated my own salary and. I made them pay me $75 a week which they did. I enjoyed making this picture as I played the part of a delinquent boy and was so thrilled in working with Judge Ben Lindsey he, he, because he was such a, a human person. And incidentally in my later years I sat on the bench with him in Denver, Colorado, as he made decisions on cases brought before him. Now to get back to my career as an actor. Again, Paramount took nearly a year to again cut and release the soul of youth. Here again, I was in the same situation. I needed money. So I asked Paramount to give him my old job back again in the office as office boy, which they did. Here my salary again was $16 a week. While I was in the office, the picture was finally cut and released, and I collected my fan mail right in the office I worked in. I was still receiving mail from Huckleberry Finn, and as, F- as, as, as office boy, I was happy all the time. And here I was, a popular motion picture star, a funny combination, I would say. One day after I had been in the office as office boy for about six months, a telegram came to Paramount for me saying, I was being considered for a picture in New York by William Randolph Hearst, president of Cosmopolitan Pictures and the Hearst newspapers. This made me very happy because I waited for the next telegram to arrive. It uh, wasn't long before it came. Here was the big surprise. The, the telegram said, the moment that I received the telegram, I was on salary for Cosmopolitan Pictures. Now get this. Here I was only making $16 a week, but the telegram says I was on the salary to the fabulous amount of $50 a day. They paid my way to New York, and I might mention up to this time I was a boy in short pants, but I graduated to long pants for the trip to New York. My part in the picture, which was called Just Around the Corner, was that, was that of a messenger boy, his mother and sister. Margaret Seddon played my mother, and Sigrid Holmquist, who was imported from Sweden, played my sister. The leading man in this picture was played by Fred Thompson, who later became a very famous cowboy star. But Fred Thompson was a former decathlon star and champion. And his wife, Frances Marion, was the director of the picture called Just Around the Corner. It took five months to make the picture, and I returned to Los Angeles, a very rich boy, to the sum of, and with the sum, of $6,000. Quite a contrast. After I returned to Los Angeles, I bought my, my dad and mother a house and lot, and all my eight brothers and sisters shared in my wealth. I decided I needed a vacation after coming back from New York, so I went to Catalina and stayed three months. And I had a glorious time on the island of Catalina. I was known as Huck. I finally received a telegram at Catalina to come back to New York, saying they needed me again to remake the ending of the picture. So again, I went to New York on the grand salary of fifty dollars a day it took a week to reshoot a new ending this time my di- my director was frank borzegi a wonderful person when i returned to los angeles i was contacted by universal pictures to do us messenger boy series and for this series scott darling was my director. I made 16 one-reel comedies for Universal, and a few leading ladies to work with me were Mary Philbin and Laura LaPlante, who later became stars in their own rights. After I had finished this series of pictures, I made a couple of, of feature pictures for Bray Company. My leading lady in these pictures were, was uh, Lois Boyd, I was contacted, finally, by Al Herman to make a series of pictures called Fistical Culture. Comedies. In this series, I did many types of roles that were different. A boxer, a jockey, a race driver, a polo player, a football star, a lumberjack, and everything that I wasn't. It was a lot of fun and a lot of hard work. It took one year to make 10 of of these one reel pictures at the grand salary of $100 a picture. I was finally designed by Darmore Studios in Hollywood to do a series of pictures called Fighting Blood. Again, I was a boxer, a tap dancer, a cowboy, and many varied uh, sporting figures. Alberta Vaughn, Al Cook, and George Gray and myself were starred in this series. We made 12 silent pictures. Then sound came in. So we converted to sound and made 12 sound pictures. After I finished with Darmore Studios, I did a part called No Claypool and Oliver Twist, starring Jackie Coogan and Lon Chaney, Sr. as Fagin. I played with Mary Pickford and Dorothy Verdon of Haddon Hall, and I, and I was informed later that I had stolen the scenes that I, when I worked with Mary, so she cut the part out after she saw it, which I was very sorry. I worked in various pictures and became interested in Finally, becoming an assistant director, which I became at Larry Darmore Studios. Also, I I took the job as casting director for all the studio. While holding these two jobs, I still worked as an actor, three jobs at once. Ulcers. (laughs) I did a serial with Victor Joy in a picture called The Shadow. The Eagle with Buck Jones, a series of cowboy pictures with Ken Maynard, and a few Jack Holt pictures, and a few parts with different other studios, but my picture career began to slow up. And I reasoned that I had reached the top and attained starship as a boy, and I desired to reach other heights in another profession so I began to search on a vacation trip to Kernville California I happened to drop in for a visit to camp on a camp for delinquent boys now to regress a little I had two unsuccessful marriages with two barren women, so there were no offsprings. And I had the greatest desire to have a son of my own. During one of my marriages, my wife and I adopted a three-month-old girl. This filled my wife's needs for children, a little girl, but my need was never satisfied. I always wanted a son. So as I entered this delinquent camp, I saw nothing but sons that I could have if I would leave my picture career. I finally made a decision and I asked for a job at Camp On as a supervisor. It was granted me. And now, I have 70 sons to advise, to protect and to counsel. boys who had less chance than I hadn't in life. I'd found my calling a very, very happy calling. And I have been at Camp Owen in this delinquent camp for boys for 13 years now. I am happy, contented, and want nothing more out of life but to help my 70 sons here at Camp Owen. And this winds up the life up to now of Louis Sargent. The future is before me and God only knows the answer. I may add I am extremely grateful to the George Eastman House of New York and to you George Pratt and your wonderful boss Mr. McCord, or Mr. Cord, pardon me, for adding something to my life. I know now I am not a forgotten person, and that all my efforts in my picture career, and now the help I am trying to give these boys of mine here at Camp On that it will not fade into oblivion. I hope it 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 will encourage others to carry on.